guys, welcome to the Vine Rant. I know I've been MIA here and there, but Hugo has been taking good care of the rants. I believe you too, Dave, right? A couple here and there. A couple there. here and there. And today we have uh, Edward Zhang, yeah. a real estate agent. agent. Yeah. Uh, you focus in? Uh, Toronto real estate markets, a uh, lot of emphasis downtown. Mm, we believe uh, downtown is actually where it's at. So, are you, do, I are agree. You, are you nervous right now? A little bit. A little yeah, bit. Why? Yeah. You know He's what? Not, he only looks grumpy. <laughs> He's actually not that grumpy. <laughs> we, we only have like five people watching. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's five viewers for sure. They're all international viewers. We don't know why. It's, it's a big hit overseas. Not just that, but it's all staff, you know, too. Part of the, the job here is you have to go on the video and click you know, like. You know, Chris, right now, he's only pretending to film you. He's mm. not actually filming you. Okay, so okay. this is just a practice run. Gotcha. Yeah. You're good. Gotcha. You're good. Okay, okay, okay. I'll just talk to you guys like normal people now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, Edward Zhang, Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, you said families wanting to get into investment properties? Uh, yeah, so we focus mainly on investment properties and also homeowners who want to get into the real estate investment world. Okay. Um, it's it's a little bit different from just homeowners who want to buy their end home, right? Okay. Uh, a lot of individuals who it's their first time home buying or even individuals who have a portfolio of investment properties and want to expand it. Uh, so, so like a first time buyer, but who has the aspiration to become exactly. an investor. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah, so you help them go from their first property yeah. and then transition to their first yeah, investment you know, property. Develop a plan, so a strategy to move forward. Cool. Yeah. So so Toronto and Toronto focus. Yeah. Oh, Toronto everybody says focus. you can invest in Toronto. Yeah, yeah you can. Ra rather, yeah, we don't really touch the suburbs too much. Okay. Yeah. What, what's the philosophy so. around Toronto? What's your personal opinion? On investing in Toronto, because everyone's got a different opinion, but what's yours? What, what's and my don't, don't say that you don't want to commute, and that's why you work in Toronto. <laughs> I know with all the snow, so you're like, ah. we're under like a meter snow right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that that's the main reason, right? No, uh, but uh, Toronto, it's it's a it's a city that is not only growing, but uh, in one industry, it's growing in multiple industries. So when we are looking in real estate investment, especially on uh, a larger scale, it's it's. You want to be in a city where there are multiple facets of uh, income, right? And also uh, multiple industries which can support uh, the city and the growth of the city. Economic drivers. Exactly, seen. economic yeah. drivers. And Toronto, especially in the past few years, we, we've seen multiple industries try to aggressively enter, like tech. Uh, tech, tech is huge. huge. Tech huge. is huge, huge now, huge. right? It's, I think out of 10 clients, six maybe are in tech. Yeah, yeah it's becoming like much, much bigger, bigger. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what the money is too, right? Good yeah. paying Especially jobs, these days. Yeah. lots so, of good talent. So, so let's talk about that because, okay. you know, obviously we can really rant about a lot of things, but you're, you're here, you're, mm -hmm. you're looking at the market. Right. We, we also look at the market, but from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. How's the market right, right now? Okay. Is it, is it a seller's market or a buyer's market? January 2019. January 2019, <laughs> what is it? Is it a seller's or a buyer's? I, I think it's actually a little bit more balanced. I mean, in the winter months- Come on, it's... that's a little, that's too political. You gotta, come on. <laughs> it can but be balanced. We have five viewers. <laughs> we have five viewers. Okay. Okay. Nobody will use you know, this against you. You know what? Okay, it's balanced, go ahead. I'm gonna tell you what I think after I'm sure- Okay, yeah, yeah. why don't you guys tell me what you guys no, think? No, no, you, you go see first. Big, well, much you go first, man. I think we can find a lot more deals right now. Okay. Just because there is a little bit more hesitation in the market still from 20, 2018, okay. right? Uh, and there was a decline since 2017, quite drastic, but mm -hmm. more in the suburbs than mm -hmm. anything else. Yeah. Uh, I think downtown Toronto, just from my personal experience, is that we're seeing quite a lot more activity in mm -hmm. 2019 than 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, there seems to be a lot more people wanting to jump into real estate. Yep. I don't know if it's the New Year's resolution mentality, but... Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty busy right what, now. What about sure listings, you guys though? Too. 
So, so you're saying there's demand. There's, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's got to be more confidence than there was last year. Last year we were introducing the stress test in January, and yep. so people are all like, "I don't know what I qualify for." Now it's been 12 months. Right. People know exactly what their situation Normal. is. Exactly. There's got to be more confidence. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, sales are down. I saw a stat. They're down. Right. But I, I'm, I'm super busy. I know you guys are super yeah. busy. But, but see, they, so I, I, I wonder. You know, I question some of these stats. I think the overall. And that, that's what I wanted to talk about. There's a lot of confidence out there. People yeah. are looking. Okay, so I, I li- literally have clients right now, four different sets. They're all in bidding wars. Mm-hmm. We're talking I, bidding wars in January. Yeah, multiple offers. I could tell you, like, even like condos. I have clients who yeah. are making offers on condos that are between nine hundred and a million dollars, mm-hmm. and they're finding themselves in uh, multiple offer situations. Yeah. That's good. That's so, great. This so, week. You know, it's awesome. Is like in the, in the so last week of January, but we have a supply issue. People, exactly. people are not really listing, because so mm-hmm. that's why you say sales are down. They're not mm-hmm. necessarily. Right. You know, it's this is limited listing. So, so yeah. you know, again, let's just keep things simple. Mm-hmm. Supply and demand. You have very little listings, a mm-hmm. lot of demand. Are you what saying happens? prices are going to go up? I mean, because I I have bidding wars I don't right know. now. Because see, the bidding wars. So here's the one thing I've noticed in the bidding wars. Is is they're not bidding like excessively crazy mm-hmm. above the no, 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 not you're, like 2017. You're right. It's not 2017. In fact, in Hopefully fact, it's never in like fact, that the again. Two, the two clients that bid on property yesterday, and one of them already won his offer, they both went under listing. That's fine. They're multiples, mm-hmm. but they went under listing. I had a bidding war. Now they had a threshold to how much above listing they would go. But it was like a ten thousand dollar difference I, I, on nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I, I get right? that, but so one one client obviously lost. The other client I don't know yet. They're, okay, no, no, but I mean, I'm saying like not maybe not your client, but the mm-hmm. other family or investor, yeah. or whatever they lost. Obviously, mm-hmm. what happens when they lose again and they lose again and they lose again? And the prices because, seem to be going because, up because I haven't been seeing bidding wars for the last six months. Right. So maybe we're seeing you know. No, just calmness, still a lot of demand. You know what I mean? The problem is, there's, there's, like you just said, there's a very limited supply. There's and no whoever supply. is going after the market, you know, you find a, a decent million dollar home in Toronto, there's probably like almost 10 people making an offer on that property. So exactly. I, I don't think it's a situation where it's a bidding war because people are super, super excited. They're just limited supply. It's December. Yeah. I, I think prices will go up. It's yeah. inevitable. I think so too. Right? I think that's the reality. Um, and, and I think most analysts predict that prices will rise. I don't think you're going to have you know this massive funny? 10% but it's a growth. growth. You know but it'll, it'll be modest, you know, yeah. reasonable growth. growth. Because cut, the buyers are not as anxious as they were in three, four years yeah. ago. You know, and they're you like, I don't mind if I lose a bid. Yeah. I do a lot of people. Something else will pop up. I'll take my time. You know, and, and renters, have, people have, are conformed to renting for life. Mm-hmm. That's just a word reality. There, yeah, there's we, there's we a have, housing shortage at the end of oh. the day right now, right? It's like, it's w- w- what's the trend? Like, we're a growing city. Mm-hmm. We're not producing enough units uh, or housing single detached homes to supply everyone. <laughs> and like land is, especially in the downtown core, downtown, even the sur- area surrounding downtown core is limited. Well, what's going to happen? Ultimately, there's going to be increase in prices, right? There's, there's also report after report where, mm-hmm. you, to touch on both of your points, the, a lot of the IT professionals and a lot of the younger guys who are coming here who've got a solid education, they don't really want that traditional model of living in the suburbs. They want to live in the city. Exactly. Right? They don't mind renting. Yeah. They're making 100K well, we, on average and up, and they want to be in the city close to amenities, and that's yeah. their priority versus well, that's at, this is and, and, and that's all right there in the commercial real estate right. you look at all the commercial real estate office development that's been happening in the city the last four years mm-hmm. why because everybody's realized that if they do not have their operations in the city. and their offices in the city yep. they can't retain talent because right. their competition will steal based on geography and, and I was but you, know, you made a you made a very important comment about three years ago and 
I remember. You probably don't because you're really old. But uh, <laughs> I'm old, but I'm not senile. <laughs> you're going to keep repeating stuff. I remember everything. You know? <laughs> you're really throwing a book. No so um, you had mentioned, you know, that a while back, like a really long time ago, people would just commute to the suburbs because there was nothing to do in the city. Yeah. Now is a complete opposite. That I was mean, further back. Okay, it's more maybe, like 10, 15 uh, years ago. No, no, I know, but you meant you mentioned this about yeah. three years ago, right? And, and to me, it's always stuck in my head because you're right. There's a lot of a lot of things that you can now do in Toronto. Oh, Toronto, to, to, Toronto's to become, become a world class city finally, right? And and I, th- and I think right now, like this day and age, it's it's the age of millennials, correct? Mm-hmm. Like more than anything else, you know. There there was the baby boomers back back then, but but right now it's, it's the age of millennials. And where do millennials want to live? They li- want to live centrally. They want that instant they gratification. Wanna, they yeah, don't want to be on the exactly. goat train for an hour. Yeah, they want to take the pictures with the, 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 the angel suburbs. wings, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. It's it's like, and where you find that is downtown. And they don't, uh, you could be saving a little bit of money when you live in the suburbs, but you're spending that time and money on it's, it's a life, it's your time it's a, and, and your lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, the fact that you have to commute an hour each way mm-hmm. of your life. 10 hours a week, yeah. 40 hours a month. That's we're, a whole but shift. We're, we're the fourth largest city it's now sad. in North America. Are we really? Yeah, yeah. We, is it, is we, it we, New York? Surpa- no, we LA? surpassed Chicago. Uh, no, it's Mexico City, Mexico New York, City, that's right, yeah, LA, yeah. Toronto. Wow. We, we surpassed Chicago. There's a big gap like between Toronto and LA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a big gap. There's a we big just gap. passed Chicago. It's like LA and then Toronto. No, no, no. I mean, LA is like... It's like this, right? Like Huge. Toronto, we're, we're a lot more Toronto's very compact. We're yeah, a lot yeah, more I compact. Agree. And we're like, I think we're like more of a baby New York than anything else. I think what's interesting, someone made a good point to me. They were talking about New York City as an example. They're like, New York City has such a massive population that right. it's almost irrelevant what happens in the rest of the country, probably even the rest of the world, because because of the amount of concentration of people, mm-hmm. it's almost like a mini economy right. in its own right. You know, Toronto, I think, has got a pretty decent-sized population, but it's right. getting to that stage where, you know, with all these new industries, formerly we were all banking, yep. primarily, primarily a banking the industry, but now we've got a lot of IT, a lot of services. A lot of services. People want to remain here that regardless of what happens with, you know, the, the political landscape, what happens with oil and all these other factors that generally affect the country, Toronto on its own, people still have to live here. Exactly. We still have over 300, I think, 30,000 uh, new immigrants coming to the country. People want to be in, in, a, in, a, in a great city, yeah. multicultural yeah. city, a safe city. So yes. the demand for housing, if you were to ask me long term, I think it's a relatively safe bet yeah, in Toronto. It's, it can be <laughs> Anywhere in Toronto. So, so going back to your original point, which it's a really good segue um, for what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You're buying your first home. Let's say you're, you know, late twenties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, how will you do it? So I, a lot, a lot of agents and a lot of other buyers would look into suburbs because it's cheaper, right? They're lazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could buy a house in say Hamilton for like six hundred thousand, or like, or, or even less potentially, even less, right? Yeah. yeah. And then like you go uptown, say uh, uptown's nicer, but. Uh, say Richmond Hill, like you could potentially get one in America right now for 850k to 900,000 if you're lucky, right? But the issue with those markets is that first, you're not catering to the, the people who are looking for houses, like, um, and and second, it's the growth is not there, right? Uh, we're not going to see that type of five, six, seven percent appreciation like we are seeing in the downtown condo market year to year, right? Especially in the long term, obviously there was a huge jump in 2017. We hope that never happens again, to be honest. We, like, for, from a real estate investment point of view, just you want never to want to see later yeah. on in retirement. Yeah. <laughs> that can happen. They can just yeah. sell it off. But uh, I mean, and, and that's why we focus our clients and our buyers on downtown because 
Sure. Like, I think a lot of people, if, if you don't mind me asking you guys a question, mm. uh, real estate investments, if you were to purchase one, what would you look at? What would be the first thing you look at? Me personally? Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, for me, the way I would treat real estate is more, I've got too much, too much things going on. I want something turnkey. Okay. And, you know, you know, I'm okay purchasing a condo uh, as yeah. a rental property yeah. if I'm going to be out a couple hundred dollars a month because it's probably right. not going to cash flow. Yeah. Knowing that I've got a relatively safe investment, it's probably turnkey and I'm right. flipping tenants every one or two years. Exactly. The reality is nobody's really a lifer in a condo in yeah. Toronto. Usually yeah. it's a young guy yeah. or, or a young couple. Mm-hmm. They're there for a couple years and they move on and I keep flipping the tenants, keep mm-hmm. market rents at a relatively high point. So, yeah. That's my... <clears throat> You know, would yeah. be my preference mine, versus mine cash flowing in Hamilton. Yeah, that's my, not for me. My, mine's pretty much similar, yeah. if not the same. For me, it's all about marketability in the yep. sense of being able to get rid of, get rid of the asset and also, uh, you know, rent it or mm-hmm. turn it up faster. Because you know, sure, I can get maybe an extra two, three hundred, a hundred dollars of cash flow elsewhere. Right. But if it's going to take me an extra two months to get. A, Quality of tenant. That yes. I want. It's not a tenant. It's so, a quality of those tenant. Those guys are lifers. They'll be there forever. It's like, like I like you know, and or if I need to get rid of the asset quickly, well, yeah. you know, it's gonna be a lot well, easier. So, and, and what you just said, the asset quickly. So that goes back to now. So me, my, you know, investment, you know, horizons look probably a little bit more towards the end of it. So at for me, it's about managing risk, so. right? And the way I look at it is, I'm like, hey, you know, if I'm in a small market and I got positive cash flow with a lesser down payment of let's say 20%, mm-hmm. um, you know, my risk there is that the, the economy doesn't move because it's not diverse enough and I don't, Absolutely. I might lose equity. You sit on exactly. You know, we, sit, we see Alberta. Alberta, how it was yeah, impacted yeah. by oil prices, prices, the direct impact that it has and how it's inf- in, uh, impacted people. Like people are not closing condos, they're yeah. handing their keys and saying, keep my deposits. And in some cases they're losing all close. the appreciation. Yeah. So, you know, so I look at that risk. So for me, it's like, hey, I'll put the extra money down. Right. I'll put the 35, 40% down and make a cash flow. Yeah. Because for me, I'd rather put the extra capital in to know, but know that I'm preserving my investment right. than risking my equity. Yeah, it's uh, more liquid. With the so, so you guys, like, liquidity. But, is but you, I mean, you guys are decently savvy investors, right? I think a lot of people, when they do buy their first home, you know, they do, do, do try to get a duplex or something so they can get better mortgage qualifications mm-hmm. and also subsidize the mortgage. I think it helps, actually. I think it's, 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 no, smart, it's, play. Play. it's, it's a smart It's a smart play. play. No, and that's what we kind of focus on, right? We want to make them have a property which will appreciate and they will be, be able to refi it in four, five, six years or whatever it may take to be able to actually grow their portfolio. And I think a lot of first-time buyers or not as savvy investors are focusing too much on cash flow, right? You, I could buy a property, in, say, in Kitchener, you know, Waterloo. I rent it to students. On paper, my cash flow is positive $1,000, right? Month. A month. That's huge. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. I know, turnkey, potentially, right? Maybe a few, like ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 in renos because the property value is a lot cheaper there than yeah. Toronto. But... That cash flow is, is, is not real because, first off, the tenants you're dealing with a lot of times are students and uh, with very little, little to no credit score. And uh, they're not consistent, first off, which is good and bad, right? The rent control, uh, if they're not consistent, it is good. But the tenant profile you, you have there is not great. So you're actually investing a lot more money potentially later on mm-hmm. or even during the investment. Uh, like you could wipe out a lot of savings in a month or two of exactly. damage, maybe, or things yeah, like that. Like, yeah, and back to your points about how it's not a market where it's very uh, diverse. So 
there is very Economically, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so there theoretically <clears throat> should be very little appreciation compared to a city like Toronto, where we're growing at a much faster pace. Like, well, not only that, but if there's you know the recession, depression, whatever you want to exactly. call it, normally they rebound a lot faster than precisely small little markets. Yeah, yeah so well, again, mit- because diverse economy, yeah. right? correct? You're, right. you're well, mitigating risk, right? Like, I, I could give you guys a quick. Uh, I, I did a little bit of math actually beforehand. Wow. Yeah, okay, you know what, the math. I, I wasn't sure what we we're gonna talk you know, about. Chris, I knew it was gonna be real estate. Here's the thing: you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna talk math with three mortgage. Partners. I know. Somebody's I know, gonna, I'm somebody's gonna, gonna You're gonna expose us. We don't know. I'm a little bit scared right now. Go, go, go. So, okay, so uh, say you buy a million dollar property yeah. uh, with, say, a growth of 5% yearly, right? Yeah, a little aggressive, okay. Uh, let's just say that. Okay, right. no, no, I'm, these are hypothetical. Round numbers. Hypo- yeah. yeah, exactly. Hypothetical scenarios which we can easily mm-hmm. work with. And your cash flow is zero for that property mm-hmm. uh, over 25 years, let's just say. All right, mm-hmm. amortized. Uh, your mortgage, everything else is the same. Uh, or would you take a property with a thousand dollar cash flow in current market with a three percent growth, uh, and we're also the rent increasing by say five percent a year too? Like, that's an easy question. Easy you question, to, you right? You don't even have to do the math. Twenty five right. years from now is that the, the, the question? Yeah, say twenty five <laughs> years from now. Because like I, don't I know, was going to be better off because, with the, with the asset. The, because these days, like it's real estate. I don't think there's as many opportunities for short term investments. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't buy that. It's risky. Yeah, exactly. You can't buy that pre con and be guaranteed money in four or five years because they're giving you a deal they keep, they keep us busy though those guys yeah. are coming to us saying i bought four uh pre-constructions are all closing this year yeah. i thought they were going to be worth a hundred thousand each and flip them but now they're all under or they're right, at least right. i can't afford them we get tons of those i mean especially kind of right, yeah especially right now when what resale is going for i mean downtown court like 900 950 a square feet yeah. and pre-con is going for like 1500 dollars a square feet like, uh, are we going to make that 30%, 35%? I think the reality is, 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 is real estate is yeah. a long-term play. And I think people kind of shut, lost sight exactly. of that, you know, yeah. in the last couple of years. And yeah. everybody's a genius when the market's on the rise. Yeah. But those people who are gambling, and we've seen, unfortunately, some individuals in, in various markets across the country right. uh, who've lost everything. They've lost 15, 20 years worth of investment yeah. because of some really bad aggressive decisions. Yeah. You know, and then we've seen other people who've taken the nice and steady and easy approach and long term mm-hmm. who've, you know, acquired immense amount of wealth, yeah. you know, and are sitting very, very comfortable in their lives. I always say right. real estate should be so boring. You should always. Yeah. Yes. It's the most boring thing you should. But, own. Yes. You should even think about it. Uh, but I mean, it's like it's the consumer's way to enter a market where you can margin purchase a property, a margin, pur- pur- um, sorry, margin purchase and investment. Right. I mean, you can't really do that in many other avenues. The right. average consumer. So, so but I think the problem is people start thinking about doors. Right. Well, I have to. I have to buy three properties. Right. I doors call somebody else. I'm like, what's your no, goal? I'm I want like, to have why? ten doors. I'm like, why? Yeah. I was like, uh, I want to have this many you, properties. When I'm when like, you, what's your income you, goals? Yeah. yeah. When you yeah. break it down, you go really. If your goal is to create, create wealth, you don't necessarily need doors. You need good assets. Yes. That are going to grow over time. Yeah. You know. And, and back to your thing, yeah, right? If you'd invested in Toronto, mm-hmm. you know. 10 years ago versus investing in some small town that's you know with 3,000 people like right. I've talked to people who they're like parents have bought properties 10 years ago yeah. who are worth the same price today yeah. and they're a small 3,000 person town 
And you know, and they're like, you know what? If they had just invested in a larger municipality, they would have done really well. And here's one thing. Sorry, uh, Joe, I was just going to say, just back to that uh, quick example with with the two percent appreciation difference. Even though we see a positive cash flow of thousand dollars in twenty five years, we'll see an over a million dollars in difference. The delta would be over a million between these two properties, right? Oh yeah, with, you have a much more like, turkey property. Right? Yeah, for sure. And this is the like you said, the benefit of uh, investing in a good quality property in a big city is what we want to be able to help our so, buyers. So, so I think we're right, all in agreement. Let's ask a question. Why don't many realtors, in my opinion, focus on investment properties in the city? Because not because the qualifications is a lot harder in the city, right? There is... Because they're not using the, us people, And, and also, when a lot of investors who want to get into the market who are, for example, not, not, not planning, I guess, not properly, but like they, they have, I guess, a different view on things. They focus way too much on cash flow. And that they see that $1,000 plus a month in positive cash flow, and they're like, I want this type of property. But does that $1,000 a month or $100 or a few hundred dollars difference a month actually change your lifestyle? No. The point of cash flow is not, or the point of rent or any thing is actually not to make you rich initially, is to pay off your mortgage. So someone else is putting money into your equity, right? Because in 25 years, or, like, or when you do grow your portfolio, when you do say condense it and you divest a few of the properties and you consolidate into say, like pretend you had a portfolio of eight, consolidate into four. The appreciation of the properties plus no mortgage on the properties equals real money at that time. The, the di difference between your mortgage payments and the current rent really means nothing in the long term. Yeah, you're talking and millions, not thousands anymore. Right? I exactly. think one thing you mentioned about cash flow that I think yeah. scares a lot of people away. Yeah. Um, for some clients who maybe just want to buy one or two investment properties yes. just to kind of have them, yeah. I always say to myself, what's wrong with being out? One hundred, two, three hundred dollars a month yeah. uh, negative cash flow. If mm -hmm. you can afford it, yes. Because if I was to take, let's say, three hundred dollars a month and put it into a, a mutual fund or some random investment, right. At the end of the year, I'd have probably four grand uh -huh. if there's a little bit of growth. But if I was out two, three hundred dollars a month for my condo that is super turnkey, I bought it for half a million dollars, let's say. You know, sure, I'm out that money at the end of the uh, at the end of the year. But if even if that condo only went up two percent or three percent. Mm -hmm. Combined with the equity pay down, I'm That's like 10, up 15, like 40 grand. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know, so like, I, it always blows my mind that the focus is strictly on cash. And yeah. I get it. You're not going to grow a portfolio <clears> with <throat> negative $300 right. properties. Yeah. But yeah. if you have one or two balanced by a student property, for instance, right. or whatever else you're doing, I think there's nothing wrong with that. But, it's but, a great but way here, here's fine. reality, too. Here's reality. Okay. You know, investment properties, you need a minimum of 20% just to get in. Right. To investment property. If you wanted to make a cash flow, depending on the asset, sometimes you need 30, 35%. Mm -hmm. Guys, not for nothing, 20, 35% of eight to 1.5, depending on what type of property you're buying. I'm assuming you're not talking condos. Yeah. Or even if I you're mean, talking you condos, know, you, whatever you can't the case may be, it's too, still, right? it's still yeah. not economical. Like, like for a lot of a lot of Canadians, not not everyone has $200,000 just sitting in a bank account. No, no we're talking about Toronto specifically. Co correct, but, but here's the other idea, you know, um, it is really attainable if you do, you know, a joint venture, a exactly. true joint venture. Yeah. Like on paper, everything kosher. 
because then you don't have to worry about you know buying 20 30 properties you can maybe just buy one but or most, two most of the clients you can that put are in buying a corporation them. you can treat it as, a, as an actual business mm -hmm. you know because for most of the clients who are buying them generally i would say 99 percent of them are refinancing a house they already own setting right. up a line of credit and buying them Give so it's really just get in the game sit on it for a few years build up some equity and you might have two three four hundred thousand dollars to play with 100 percent but i'm talking you can get into the market in this way which is a little bit quicker if yeah, you don't have the funds but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about you know people think that you know they they need to buy in the suburbs because right. that's all they can afford. Right. And back to first-time home buyers, right? we, we briefly mm -hmm. touched upon that. When first-time home buyers like, why not buy in the suburbs? Again, it's the same concept. You want your property to grow. You also want to be able to have a very rentable space because with that rentable space, you're getting someone else to help pay off your mortgage, essentially, right? And you could, you could expedite the payoff like a, a lot quicker and you could grow the equity to be able to refi that property a lot quicker to potentially grow your portfolio I, right i had a young couple they made about 100 grand and they were looking for a property and give and they were only putting down like five percent that's all they had yeah like 30 grand yeah. or so and i was like the most you can qualify for is the like 350 range right uh, sorry four hundred thousand dollar range mm -hmm. and they're like i don't understand we make pretty good income yeah. um, our income is going to continue to grow that's all we can afford they're like we can't live in the city we can't even buy a condo okay and ironically enough i said to them well if you guys are able to find a property that's at a higher price point, six, seven hundred thousand dollars, that has a built-in unit, yeah, like a basement sweet. unit, yeah. I can actually believe it or not qualify you for that. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, and if you run the math on what's a monthly payment, I'm like, it's you're more, actually less, less than five hundred dollars right. because it's a tenant paying down your mortgage. Exactly, yeah. And you can do it with it as little as, you know, five to ten percent down, depending on right. the price point. So right. They were like, wow, for an extra like $8,000 down payment, I can qualify for right. way more, have much smaller monthly housing payment, and be much closer to the core. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. That's, that's, like this, that's something people don't automatically think about. Right. And that, those are the kind of solutions that we want to be able to help our people with. And obviously, that's the solutions that you guys help your clients with. And that's what we love. With, just opening up the mind too, to like, you <laughs> can get into something if you look at it a different perspective. So yeah. uh, I think we're running out of battery. <clears throat> Oh, we are? At least. <laughs> I don't know where we're at. I think this is a really good uh, a really good talk. It really was. Yeah, thanks was it? For, thanks, yeah, oh, yeah, no problem. Thanks, thanks for, for coming. coming. Oh, thanks I know for we had a, a meter of snow, so. It's a different perspective. Not easy sure. to get in today. And, you know, um, Dave didn't get too grumpy or, or fall asleep. No. I mean, respectful, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next week. Thanks, thanks guys. Later. Bye. Bye.